HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Roberta's, home of Heritage Radio Network for 10 years. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com. Hardcore is a new series from Heritage Radio Network. Over six episodes, we're taking a close look at the rebirth of American cider. Really, it wasn't until about 10 years ago that cider started to be revitalized in the United States. From the science of fermentation. So yeast, it's a fungus. It's a unicellular fungus. To the magic of terroir. What really excites us is thinking about communicating that very sort of spiritual aspect of knowing a piece of land. We're setting aside our cider donuts to gain a deeper understanding of this singular beverage. I love a cider donut. You don't have to have a cider donut with your cider, and I will die on that point. Subscribe to Hardcore wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Luke Griffin, and you're listening to Bushwick Podcast, local stories for a strong community. Each episode, we take you behind the scenes of the artists, activists, and entrepreneurs whose journeys collide in Bushwick, a special Brooklyn neighborhood that's changing faster by the day. One of the key trends to emerge as Bushwick changes is the importance of space. Who has it, who's welcome in it, and what can they use it for? With rents increasing across the neighborhood, spaces where people can gather and organize are becoming rarer and more critical. And some businesses see an opportunity to offer communities a home. One of the things that was the subconscious thing behind this bar is um, that I, I needed to create a space where people could speak, where people could express their voice in a space that is safe and loving and empathetic and compassionate and just like uh, like a uh, it sounds so ridiculous but like a hug like I want the audience to be hugging whoever is standing up there performing or speaking or doing whatever it is they're doing this week we sat down with the team behind a new Bushwick venue that invites anyone in the neighborhood to come and be themselves it's Thursday November 21st and this episode is called the gradient once you Melissa Manning, Sheena Goldhagen, and Chelsea Levinson are part of the team behind The Gradient, one of Bushwick's newest bars. My name is Melissa Manning, and I am one of the founders and investors of The Gradient, which is a vegan kitchen and bar in Bushwick. 
I'm Sheena Goldhagen. Uh, I help run the co-run, the social media. So I manage that as well as um, marketing, PR, and um, get us involved in fun stuff like this and events. I'm Chelsea Levinson. Um, I do miscellaneous creative shit, including <laughs> uh, Instagram content creation, uh, picking barstool colors uh, at the Gradient. The Gradient is part of a growing group of Bushwick businesses owned and operated by women. So first and foremost, the bar is a female-owned business. Mm-hmm. Um, there are actually a couple of female-owned bars and restaurants around Bushwick, but nobody really talks about it. And this is something that just burns my bottom. Agreed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that is something that I really want to be loud and proud about, that this is a bar that has been started by a woman and is being currently run by all females. So I'm really, really proud of this. Um, and so that being said, just because we are – Um, directly sort of creating a space that is for women, which doesn't really exist before now. Um, We are definitely trying to make this restaurant and this bar appeal to people from every group. Um, But really, this is a space for women. It's literally the first thing I say when I introduce um, what the gradient is, not only that it's like fucking a gorgeous venue with pink and all over and super like artistically presented like outside there's a woman's mural it's just the first and foremost women owned women ran badass it's also i think the only which i'm also a vegan food blogger um that's how i originally found this place it is the only full vegan late night full day all day seven days a week vegan menu with a vegetarian brunch and it's also the best and I'm not like fucking joking it's the best vegan food I've ever had and that's what got me locked in I was like I have to be involved and one way or another I'm gonna bug these amazing women that I'm totally obsessed with until I can get involved and then they let me in (laughs) (laughs) smells like a threesome (laughs) though it's only been open for a little more than five months the gradient has quickly begun to build a community of performers and patrons with a full slate of events and a full menu of vegan food. The venue is so comfortable. It's not stuffed. It's gorgeous. All these events that are going on, the comedy show, the drag show, karaoke, open mic, women coming in and speaking. And, you know, I'm such, my degrees are psychology and women's studies, and I've been a feminist my whole life. Um, And Mel is such a strong woman and about women speaking up and being an independent entrepreneur and, lo and behold, like millennials get talked shit about because saying that we're not and we're not about creating something new and being independent and, you know, we're just like little like lazy fucks and we're not. (laughs) Um, And so something, you know, not only is amazing food and everything, but all the events that are going on and all the things that we stand up for and the things that are coming, you know, women open mic and coming and standing up for yourself and, you know, all the LGBTQ community that's just really surrounds and supports this place is so beautiful. I mean, they and they tell not only does it feel and look like it, but they tell us it's just it's their home. I, I stay around on uh, women's, I mean, on the Wednesday night and talk to everybody afterwards. It's just incredible. Something else about the food too, um, how that developed was that I've been a bad vegetarian for about two years now, and um, one of my kind of theories is that if if 
vegan and vegetarian, well, really vegan. If vegan food was easier to come by and it was phenomenal, then I would be 100% vegan and it, there would be like no problems and no complaints about me or anyone else eating vegan. But it's hard to come by and it's hard to find really great vegan food. And so when I decided that I was going to create a larger menu, um, I decided that I missed chicken wings and I missed really good burgers and I missed all the delicious bar food that I just crave. That's not the only thing I crave, guys, but like I miss sort of the things like the mac and cheese and the, um, I don't know, like the chicken nugget, like all the little things that we grew up eating that no longer could I eat. And so when we started this bar and it had a full kitchen, we were like, okay, we're going for it. We're going to make the best vegan bar food anyone has come across or will come across. And so far, people are really excited about our wings, and we have an amazing chicken sandwich, and our burger is incredible. People that don't realize that we're vegan walk in, and they taste our food, and they're like, wait a minute. You started to speak to this, but in terms of the community that's developing around the gradient and the events that take place there, what does that direction look like? Because as you've noted, it seems to be a very full slate. How do you choose what types of events to put on and what's the overall direction that you want the space to take in terms of housing different groups or different events? So I think a lot of our events come from um, people reaching out to us and saying, I want to throw an all vinyl DJ night. And then we say, okay, we have this Thursday open. Let's give it a shot. Same with our drag night in Living Color. Uh, it started with Junior Mint, who's going to be famous, uh, wanting to produce a show. And uh, she's been every week producing, bringing new people, performing herself every single week, every single Wednesday since we've been open. Um, and then there's me and Melissa's weird ideas like boozy bingo on a Sunday and uh, an all-women's comedy show that's happening in November and the first ever vegan wing eating championship national yep <laughs> national vegan wing eating championship yes, that's right. it's a mouthful that championship by the way will take place at the gradient this Saturday November 23rd but more regularly each Wednesday the gradient hosts one of its signature and most popular events a drag night led by the rising performer Junior Mint so something I'd specifically like to unpack a little bit more is Wednesday, the drag night. Because mm -hmm. it seems like in a lot of ways this is a signature event for the gradient in terms of what the space might stand for. Yeah. And the resources that it can provide. Chelsea, you'd mentioned that the host, Junior Mint, has been a driving creative force behind it. But what does that process look like in terms of recognizing that there was something special there? and helping it grow into what it's become. So uh, I can't take credit for finding Junior Mint or, or bringing her into the bar, to be honest. We had somebody involved with us in the beginning who um, is no longer a partner, but she had seen Junior performing at another event, and she just was like, yes, she, mu she must come to our bar. Um, and... We were, you know, there was a little bit of rockiness in terms of her getting her show to where it needs to be and in terms of sort of matching it to what the vision was for the bar. But after that was resolved, you know, she's been such a perfect addition to our lineup. And she's just like she is the embodiment of what we're trying to create with this bar, which is 
a, a platform and a space for people to just come in and be exactly who they are just to come in and express themselves as crazy, as loud, as beautiful, as silly, as ridiculous, as taboo as they might decide they want to be. That's also the idea behind the speaking events. We want people to stand up there as themselves and tell their story. And that is one of the things that was the subconscious thing behind this bar is um, that I, I needed to create a space where people could speak, where people could express their voice in a space that is safe and loving and empathetic and compassionate and just like, uh, like, a uh, it sounds so ridiculous, but like a hug. Like I want the audience to be hugging whoever is standing up there performing or speaking or doing whatever it is they're doing. Um, and there's no there's no spaces like that that I've found. Like there are spaces that try to sort of do something like that, but I think the fact that this is a female-owned bar is one of the things that is making it, it's just a natural environment for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like that. Well, women are naturally, I feel, a little more nurturing and we want to care nurturing. for others. We want them to express themselves and care for themselves like how we want our children and our sisters yeah. and our mothers, you know? Yeah. And a lot of places like that, maybe men-owned or places with more men than women maybe might not be that open to promoting that to express yourself because of you know stupid stereotypes and or they just don't even know they're just not aware yeah and so this is really a space for all those people that haven't really been given a space before after the break melissa and the team on balancing nightlife appeal with a mission-driven purpose and the challenges behind a community-focused venue reaching its potential This episode is brought to you by Roberta's, home of Heritage Radio Network for 10 years. Roberta's was founded in Bushwick in 2008 and has become one of the most iconic restaurants in the country. HRN made its home inside of Roberta's in 2009, and together they have become part of the DIY fabric of the neighborhood. Roberta's, the pizza restaurant, is open for lunch and dinner seven days a week and serves much more than just the famous wood-fired pizzas. Their team dreams up new salads, pastas, and sandwiches on the regular. Roberta's Tiki Bar is alive and well in the back garden, serving up frozen drinks in the summer and hot toddies in the winter. Stop by the bakery and takeout spot next door for fresh breads, sticky buns, and pizzas to go. And of course, there's the two Michelin-starred Blanca tucked away in the garden for truly daring diners. But Roberta's also extends beyond Bushwick, with multiple locations in New York City and now in Los Angeles. You can also find their frozen pies in grocery stores around the country. The spirit of Roberta's, like Heritage Radio Network, is everywhere. Here's to many more years of pizza-powered radio. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com. Hey there, seems like you like podcasts. My name is Eli Sussman. I'm a chef and restaurant owner, and I've got a great podcast right here on Heritage Radio Network called The Line. On my show, I interview chefs and restaurateurs about the trajectory of their career. It's a one-on-one conversation where we talk about where it all started to where they are cooking now and everything in between. You can find The Line everywhere you get your podcasts and on heritageradionetwork.org. So I'd love to explore that a little bit more because I think when people hear late night or bar, they think of things that are more 
party oriented, you know, or more like nightlife oriented. And it seems like part of the gradient is a balance between things that are very fun and, and nightlife oriented, but also things that may have nothing to do with that. And like you're describing, want to give people a space to be themselves and being themselves might mean being sober and talking about issues. Exactly. Well, I don't ever want them to be sober. <laughs> uh, we have mocktails We have mocktails. We got Just mocktails. kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. But it, it does, it's a full array. I mean, we have the vegan meetup coming up soon. Um, I'm talking to um, regular like media that are for date nights and or vegan date nights. There's just movie night on Monday. I mean, this is, a, when you look at it, it looks like a gorgeous venue restaurant. And then it has a bar side and has a party side to it. And it's, yeah. it's an it's array a, of everything. A spectrum, yep. Yeah. That's something I'd like to talk a little bit more about because the presence both online and in person of the gradient is one that seems very thoughtful and very well designed. And as you think about things like the voice of the space and the voice of the brand, what are you trying to say? How, how does that voice sound and what does it look like? The voice is saying that we are a, a casual place that you can go to any night of the week, that you feel like you're in a clean, comfortable space. The food is amazing, so you can find something to eat, whether or not you're vegan or non-vegan. Um, if you're looking for something slightly more unusual, then we've got stuff for that too. Um, we've got stuff. It's it's just again, it's like a full spectrum, and activities. You can, you can find yeah, and everything. you can also make it yours. Like you can come here and you can talk to us about an event or an idea that you have, and we can try to see if there's something we can do with that too. Like we want this space to. It should be different than every other space. And that's our goal. And so if if people come to us and they're like, you know what, I have this idea for something that's not been done before, then we're going to be like, yes, bring it in. Let's do it. Bring it on. Yeah. And every, I'm telling you, every food blogger, we've had the top, top food bloggers of all in New York City come in. Um, I would say maybe three out of the ten maybe, I don't know, or have even have been vegan. The rest of them, they're out of their mind fucking blown away mm-hmm. out of their mind um and they want to come back and they can't wait to come back and i'm not shitting you like the food is good so it's really it's just it's a dope spot we just want to take the normal bar and flip it on its head yeah so everything maybe we'll do an event that like other bars have but then we'll try to think of some kind of uh like something to switch something to flip around so it's a little bit unique and different what's an example when when you think of that uh, like the female, the female comedy show, or like what? Yeah, we're gonna be doing events also with uh, Yes Williamsburg, uh, Do New York City. We're collaborating. We're at Kombucha, our mm-hmm. um, the you know the beers. We're gonna do a little event with them. Any any little thing, but yeah, especially really unique events is the women's comedy night. So we're doing like we're doing sort of the a lot of the typical kind of things, but then we're just we're tweaking it a bit. Over these past five months, what has that process been like of finding your legs oh, God. <laughs> in terms of what this space is going to be and just how is it going to operate successfully? Because I'm sure that it's just challenging to run a successful bar with all that is intended to that in addition to the more movement or mission oriented piece that seems so important to the gradient. Wow. It is so hard. <laughs> 
Um, everything, everything that that people said about having a bar and restaurant, uh, that I was like, no, I'm sure it's not that hard. It's you know, it's you put A plus B and it equals C. It's yeah. fine, just like everything else. No, no, it's it's a lot more challenging. There's so many more facets to it, especially the way we're doing it. Cause we have, again, the food, the drink, the events, and we're trying to make every event unique. So, and the food unique and the drinks unique, everything has to have thought put mm-hmm. into it. And Passion. that is challenging. That is really challenging. And then everything else, you know, you have a vision for something and it seems very simple to put that vision together out in front of you. But then you know, there's all these hurdles that pop up along the way and everything ends up becoming much more complicated than what you think it should be. Or, you know, you hire this person and you think they're fantastic and then the third day in, they don't show up. Or, you know, you just don't see eye to eye with people and or money, you know. So it's it's been a rocky road, but the doors are open and we are still going strong and just going to get stronger. Thinking ahead then, do you feel as though today you have a stronger sense of, okay, this is who we are and this is every how. Day. Mm-hmm. Every day it gets stronger. Every day it gets clearer. With every new person that we meet to discuss events or every new menu that we create, it just gets stronger and clearer. As you've started to come to that clarity and that strength, have there been any surprises in terms of maybe what you thought the space could be at the outset versus where it might be tomorrow. The only surprise I would say, and I don't know about you guys, but for me, the only surprise would be just about the things I didn't know I didn't know. For And this is probably anybody listening to this is going to be like, duh, it's mm-hmm. obvious. But walking into that space, it was so beautifully done, beautifully built out by the previous people that were in that space. And I did not realize that having the bar on one side versus the other would make such a huge impact. And so it's certain things like that. And the space is huge, uh, which makes it very challenging because when people walk by, they we could have 25 people in there, but the space still seems empty. So these are all things that now going forward, you know, I would know if I was looking at a space, but being so new to the game as I was, I didn't catch on to these things. So a lot, and, and that's, you know, those are two examples of many other things that were just things I didn't know I didn't know. As Melissa and the team learn these kinds of lessons, they're also learning how to better work with partners in the community to serve their goal of becoming a home for groups throughout Bushwick and beyond. It sounds like while there is a a focus on women's spaces, women's issues, and as you'd put it, Melissa, creating a space for people of all communities that feel as though they may not have spaces here in Bushwick or the city more broadly, are you interested in working with any particular organizations or groups? I do, I'm really terrible with names. <laughs> but um, it's, it is also interesting that you're asking this question because we have been starting to discuss organizations that we can sort of link up with so that when we do have certain events, we can put maybe a percentage of our sales or we can charge a fee at the door or something. And that would go to a certain organization that maybe relates to whatever the event is that we're having or even doesn't relate, but it's just the one that we choose for that specific uh, day, night, event. Um, so we are looking to work with a lot of organizations. I know that Junior Mint actually has mentioned a couple to me, and then also Sheena has mentioned some. I don't remember the names of them. <laughs> they remember them. 
If you're interested in learning more about the gradient and potentially working together, getting in touch is simple. Slide it in the DM. When also you slide into the DM, we will tell you to email us. <laughs> let's drink at thegradientbk.com. That's let's drink at thegradientbk.com. <laughs> and, and just about the events again, like our events are constantly changing. We're constantly adding new things. So definitely if you're interested in any of them, like please stay looking at our Instagram and please, you know, check our website because constantly we are having new events or we're switching things up. Um, and again, like if anyone is listening and they have an idea for something different that involves, you know, maybe a group of people that don't generally get to have their voices heard or just something that is real and authentic, just send it in. Like that's what we want. We want you We've got all that info and more in the show notes for this week's episode. We'd like to extend our sincere thanks to Melissa, Sheena, Chelsea, and the Gradient team for taking us behind the scenes of these early days at the venue. And as always, we'd also like to thank you for listening this week. If you enjoy Bushwick Podcast, you can do us a huge favor by telling a friend or even by leaving us a review on your favorite podcast platform, which helps us reach more new listeners with stories like these. We'll be back with another story you won't want to miss. But in the meantime, we'd love to know what you're interested in hearing and how we can do better. Get in touch by emailing us at hello at hearbushwick.com or by DMing us on our Instagram at Bushwick Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you and we'll see you soon. This program is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network. Food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.